0: what's up cool kids you are tuned in to another episode of the power in pros podcast y'all it is so hot i had to get a new deodorant okay i was like this is not how grown women supposed to carry summer okay so i'm telling you i'm surviving by tooth and nail in this day i got some ice cream and stored it up in my freezer it is hot. I hope that y'all are staying hydrated and taking care of yourselves, but also enjoying summer, having fun. What have y'all been up to? Where y'all been going? If you have traveled to anywhere that's very tropical and nice and warm, post it. Send, Send it to me. Send me a DM. Let me see. I want to live through... You. I was thinking even about my birthday next year. I'm turning 30 next year. And I'm like, I don't know, Colombia, the Mount Greece. Like, what's up? So if you have been to any places that are in spo for a 30th birthday trip, send your girl a DM because I would love to see it. And then of course, if you haven't already subscribed to the pros and praise pages newsletter, I share all things there to help you stand in your power throughout the week. But it's also a place where you can chit and chat with your girl on the side. I love when people send me little updates or tidbits, things that are working for them. So if you haven't already subscribed and you're interested in doing so, be sure that you hit Link in the show notes to be able to sign up. Also, before we kick in, I wanted to just shout out people that follow me on TikTok. I literally love y'all down. There are moments sometimes where I'm posting on there and it just feels vulnerable still. I don't know. Like, I don't think as much when I'm posting. Here on the show, like I just record, pray, I record, and then I upload and move on with my life. (laughs) But um, prayer calls, right? It's vulnerable, but we praying. I don't know. It's just the prayers are vulnerable all the time. Whether I pray with people or by myself. TikTok, I have been posting every day, literally since like this week. (laughs) Nothing crazy, but I'm definitely being more consistent on there, sharing some stuff on there, and I don't know. I'm still, I'm still feeling my way around. So for Y'all that are already kicking it with me on TikTok, I just want to say that I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. And if you haven't already, you can follow the girl at Zest of Death. And that link is also in the show notes. If you tuned in to last week's episode, then you know I was beefing with God recently. Like I am talking about like I had a huge attitude with our Lord and Savior. So I was talking to him. And there was one point, this was like two-ish months ago. I am subscribed to a lot of email lists, right? So there was a email list that I was signed up for and it's by Christine Kane. If you don't know Christine Kane, she is a preacher. I believe she's from Australia. Um, She lives here in the U.S. now. She also has a Podcast. I haven't listened to it in a while, but it's called Equip and Empower, and it's nice little. It's like twenty minutes, and she just gives you ways to equip and empower yourself to stand in your truth. So, if you um, need another podcast of faith and you want to check hers out, I would suggest. But I'm subscribed to her newsletter because she gives devotionals every morning. They drop in your inbox. They're quick, easy. You read them, you move on. I've posted a few even on my Insta story. So. She released a book recently called Don't Look Back, which is a book that's emphasizing, you know, moving forward and the new eras in life. Now, disclaimer, I have not read the book, (laughs) but while she was doing promo for the book, the devos were all talking about not looking back, not looking back. And there is a woman in Genesis who her her husband, an angel came to them and they were like, Hey, y'all need to get out of town because God finna burn his city down. <laughs> like, y'all need to leave. And so they, it was the man and the woman. The man was called Lot. The woman's called Lot's wife. And then they had two daughters. They the they were supposed to leave. The angels told Lot to dip. And it, the Bible literally says that Lot hesitated. So the angels had to drag them out the city. But after they got out the city, they told them, yo, like, go to this place. Y'all need to get away from here because... The city from going burn down. Like, it's not going to be here anymore. And when y'all leave, run as fast as you can. Hurry up and don't look back. While they were running, they're getting away. Lot's wife looks back and it says that she became a pillar of salt. The story keep on continuing, right? So, later on, Lot and his daughters, they live in their life. You don't hear about Lot's wife ever again. So, at one point, I was reading this and I'm like, oh, this, uh, is this a figure of speech? It's like, mm, I think you can assume this lady's, like, no longer Lot's wife, like she's gone. <laughs> so I'm reading that and I get Kristen Kane's email. She's talking about her book. Don't look back, look forward. God's doing a new thing. And I was irritated. I was, I felt that I was confused and irritated because there are plenty of times where God is reminding the Israelites what he's done for them, where he wants us to remember what Jesus has done for us. Right. And all of these things. So I'm like, okay, they look back for two seconds, and now this lady—I don't know—she literally turned into a pillar of salt. Like she's turned into salt. Like that's crazy. Now this man don't have a wife. These two girls don't have a mom. And I think that's a little extreme. Because what's we'll tea with that? Like you know. So I just—I told y'all. Like I was beefing with God so bad, and just—just just, it was just a lot of things. As I'm trying to keep my faith up while I was upset and while I was confused with things that are going on in my life, where. I felt like his word wasn't making no sense. And I know y'all can relate to that. Like, the Bible, come on. Like, it did not make sense sometimes. So, I was... Kind of irritated even with the daily devos that I was getting because I was like, this person is telling me not to look back. I have a lot of things to look back on, and y'all know that I lost my job. I'm on this new journey with doing more speaking engagements, taking power pros to the next level, X, Y, Z, and so while I'm doing that, I'm doing it right, quote unquote. But I'm looking back. I'm thinking about the days when I was in advertising. I'm thinking about how I connected with people. I'm looking at. The money I used to make and the esteem that I had with my colleagues, my co-workers, with friends, and how all of that has changed. It all has seemingly burnt down to the ground. And I was looking back. And what happened when I look back? I was salty. (laughs) Literally lost wife was salty. And that led to me being upset. That led to me being distant from God because I'm looking back. And all I see is that everything that I knew, everything that I grew up with, everything that I worked hard for has burned to the ground. And even if I wanted to go back, I can't. Even if I wanted to replicate those moments, I can't. And there are plenty of times where we think about that. I see tweets every day where people are like, if I knew adulthood was like this, I would have wanted to stay a child a bit longer. Your child years are your child years. And after it's over, it might not burn, but there is a new era you have to look for. And the more that you look back to the times before you had bills, the more that you look back to the times when you weren't solely responsible for yourself, the more that you look back at high school, when you're not in high school no more, at college, when you're not in college no more, you're going to be sitting in your today, your present, salty. Because there's a certain time to look back and that got me thinking, When are the times when you look back? Because there will be times when you have to look back. God repeatedly says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's him looking back because Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were all dead. So if he's saying that, he wanted the people he was talking to to think about what he did for them, how he showed up in their lives. There are plenty of festivals and holidays that serve as reminders to look back in history at what has been overcome. We have it in the Bible. There are plenty of festivals that happen where you need to eat certain things because it's a memorial of things that people ate at a certain time and there's dedicated times for prayer and so you can give praise to God for the things that he's done in the past and in the present we have that same thing which is why we celebrate Christmas and we talk about the joy of Jesus's life and how he came for us right even new year is just to signify and have gratitude for the fact that we can't make the sun come up and go down every day but God does it 365 every day day in and day out he makes that sun go up so because he does that, New Year is a time. I always take time to still myself, journal, thank God for the year of the past, and then thank him for what's to come. So there are times when we need to look back and this newsletter was rubbing up against that because I'm like, I'm looking back and I, I, I think that's fair that I can do that because that's what I knew. And I don't understand why... This thing with Lot's wife, why would that happen? Why would God allow that? And it don't seem like that big of a deal. If I'm running, I might look back too. You hear all the explosions and the things that were happening. It's fire and sulfur were falling from the sky. That's crazy. I want to take a peek as well. And she turned into salt for that. Hmm. And I thought about why would they not need to look back? And then why would there be times when God calls us to look back? And the main thing that I landed on is we need to look back when we forget something we're supposed to remember. We need to look back when we forget something we're supposed to remember. So if Jesus came years ago, I'm talking years before my life that I'm living and breathing right now, we take communion at church because we're supposed to remember his sacrifice for us. That's something that we're supposed to remember. When I think about what Jesus has done, it allows me to want to do things. I was praying this morning on our weekly prayer calls, which if you haven't joined us for those already, you can hit the link in the show notes. We're on Zoom each and every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time for a little moment of prayer. If you want to drop something off, if you want to pray for somebody that you know, if you got some new things coming up, if you just Need more prayer. Um, that's the time that we have together. But after praying this morning, I was fired up. Like I, right, I need to get to it. Let me get my breakfast going. Let me respond to these emails. Let me da da da. Because that's what that's what remembering Jesus does for us. It's that charge in our back. He's the ultimate power tool. If you need to get some things done, Jesus is the exact source to help you do it. And so that's a thing that we're supposed to remember. When you are feeling down, when you forget who you are, when you feel like you don't have purpose, when you feel like your voice is silenced, everything around you is telling you that you don't, you shouldn't be here. God wants you to look back and remember all the things that he says about you, all the things that he's done for you, what he calls you. He says that you have purpose. He says that there are people that you're called to. He says that you're beautiful. He says that you're wonderful and he's excited about you. You're creative. Um all the things. And so God calls us to look back because he wants us to remember who we are. So when we're faced with a challenge, when we're faced with a hardship, when we're faced with people who are speaking things that aren't in alignment with that, when we find ourselves in a a relationship and that relationship, that person is not telling us the things that God tells us. They're beating us down instead of building us up. We need to look back at what God said about us. And so we can recognize when we're in situations that aren't aligned with that. Those are the times when we need to remember something. On the flip side of that, there are plenty of things that we shouldn't remember, that we're not supposed to remember. And when we forget them, it's not an invitation to go back to that space. Y'all know it. Sometimes when we remember something, when there's a certain smell, there is this guy actually that I was out yesterday and this man walked past me and his cologne, literally, I don't know what it is, but... I do know another person that smells just like that. <laughs> so that man walking past me, I thought about this dude that I know that were that same cologne, right? So there are things that trigger things for us and we remember them. But when, when we remember them, it takes us somewhere. So we take it. Where did I smell that? Where was I sitting when I had that moment? What did we talk about? How did I feel when we were talking? How did it feel when we stopped talking? How did we feel when we started, right? And we start to replay moment by moment, beat by beat, these things that might not be serving us in the present. And when we remember them, we are no longer in the present after a while sometimes the memory is floating you think about it and it moves on other times you invite it to sit down you offer it a drink it's got its feet propped up on a couch and it's comfortable and when you get comfortable with things that you're supposed to forget you start moving in a way that isn't aligned with who you're supposed to be in this moment what you are supposed to be moving towards at this time, who you're supposed to partner with at this time and how your voice is to be used. The past can silence us if we let it because we'll be looking for it to be congruent with the now and it won't be. The past is the past which is why it's the past and the now is the now and the future is the future and those three things don't always line up. They can bleed into each other. One thing can set up for the next thing, but they aren't the same. And so when we find ourselves comparing our now to the past, it can cause us to be salty. It can cause us to forget things. It can cause us to move out of order. And as we abuse our present by getting too comfortable with the past, We start to forfeit pieces of our future. We start to say things that we shouldn't say. And it's all from looking backwards. There's a time when we're supposed to look back. There's a time when you go down memory lane, if you've lost a loved one, looking at pictures can be nice. Listening to songs that y'all used to sing together can be amazing. Going to their burial site and bringing new flowers and having a conversation can do something for you, right? There's a way where looking back Can give you actually what you need. It can cause healing. It can allow you to express your feelings and grieve in healthy ways. But there are times when looking back is so detrimental. It can cause more harm than good and it can confuse you for what you're supposed to do in your now. It can distract you from what God is trying to bring to your future. And you'll start talking to other people down about what they got going on. Because you're confused on what you're supposed to be focused on in the now. So I want to caution us to know when to look back. Are you remembering something that you're supposed to remember? Are you standing in the past and you've forgotten what your present is trying to bring you? The power tool for today. Take time to evaluate where your gaze is and how do we do that if you are feeling bitter (laughs) if you're feeling jealous if envy is creeping up in your space if you're just feeling shut up disgruntled or discouraged my pastor actually had a sermon about discouragement this past week and I'll link it in the show notes for you but if you're feeling discouraged it could be a chance that you're looking backwards. When we focus on the now, when we focus on what's ahead, it allows for us to see the possibilities. We're able to put respect on ourselves and the talents that we find in our hands, the resources that we have, and we're able to praise in new ways. We're able to give up different prayer requests, you know what I'm saying? Partner with people in different ways, speak about what we need in a certain way. But when we're looking backwards, man, it's so tough to pray because you start to feel like God doing you dirty. (laughs) You start to feel like people don't have your back. You start to feel like you haven't moved as far along as you thought because by now you should be at X level, or you should know this person, you should be making this amount of money, you should be living in this place, you should have this boo, you should have had these kids, right? And as you look back, the more you sit there in that space, the more salty you become. And there's a future for you, there is a place for you, there are things that are supposed to be connected to your forward movement, and you'll miss it, because you in the past, And let me tell you about the past. You can't do no work in the past because it's already happened. You have right now to make a difference. You have right now to see God moving on your behalf. You have right now to use your voice to be able to speak things that are not and cause them to happen. In the past, you've already said the words. That person has already said the words. The apology that you wanted, it already didn't happen. And so the more that we look at the past and we're waiting on the narrative to change, the more that we see that it won't and the saltier we become. So you evaluate how you feel right now. And if those feelings are void of the fruit of the spirit, if you don't got no joy, no peace, you can't be kind, ain't no goodness nowhere, (laughs) there's no nothing, you just might be dwelling a bit too much in the past. So how do we fix that? How do we amend, how do we amend that posture and bring ourselves back to the present moment? Being able to name things. There's an exercise that plenty of people talk about when people are going through anxiety or panic attacks where you name things in the actual room or space that you're in. And you can start with the color. So right now my living room is white. And so I might wanna name all the white things that are in here. So I have a planter, I have a cover on my couch, my actual couch my TV stands, right? So you start to name these things. And as I'm doing that, because I'm looking around, because my eyes have to evaluate what's white in here versus what's black in here versus what's another color, I'm so focused on that task that I have to be present. I have to be in the right now. And so the past starts to lose focus for me and I found myself caught up mentally to my physical dwelling, so, that is an exercise that you can do. Additionally, gratitude journaling, which is something I recently have gotten back to, is just writing moments of gratitude. And I did this ugh, maybe four years ago. I was really good at writing gratitude moments after each day. Work was tough, honey. I was working every night, it felt like. It was a huge project that I was doing at work. And I was just like, oof, I wish I didn't have to do this. And so to help me reframe my mind, I started writing gratitude moments. What was I thankful for that happened that day? What are things that brought me peace even in the midst of chaos with my job? And it really helped. And so I found myself going back to that within the past two weeks today. And those moments have really helped me to see the big and the small ways that God is moving right now. I don't have to look back at past moments when I thought I was winning. I don't have to look back at past seasons that I was in where it seems like I have more money or more people that I talked to or more opportunities. I can see the people I talk to now, the opportunities I have now, the money that I have now, and be grateful for it. And it's to an unlock in your mind that won't make sense sometimes without writing it without having that dedicated time in the morning or at night to reflect. So that is another way that we can kind of pause ourselves from looking back too much and bring ourselves to what we're supposed to remember and our now. And the last piece is simply getting connected with God and whatever that looks like. So for today, right before I was recording this, I was listening to some worship music, and like I said, I did pray this morning and read my word this morning, so we can do that right, now. that brings us to the present, and gets our focus off of ourselves and our own situation, but music helps so much, and y'all know this, so music can cause you to be in a place of like, okay, you've done some great things right now. And if I look back, you're looking back at what you're supposed to remember. How God brought you through. How he is amazing. How he saves. How he's gracious. How he gives mercy each and every morning. And those are better uses of our time and our energy and our resources. And again, it inspires us to look forward with positivity and without doubt and expanding our mind to the limitlessness that God can do. And so if you remember two-ish episodes ago, I have a episode about being limitless, how he calls us to be limitless. And that stems from having an awareness of who you are, where you are, and where God is. The last thing outside of connecting is using your voice for the now. What do you want for now? What do you see right now? Sometimes looking at the future is too much. And so that's what causes us to go backward. I can't see what's going to happen or I'm not sure how this is going to get done. So let me look at my past to see how that's done. So for me, I can't imagine being responsible for nobody else right now but me. (laughs) Literally, I just, I can't. So if I was talking too much about being a mom or planning for a family and generational wealth, like all these things, I think that it would stress me out. And I would try to look back and see how others in my family have handled all their responsibilities and being a mom, right? And looking back, Because ain't nobody in my family done what I've done. A lot of people in my family haven't even gone to college. That could discourage me actually from understanding how I can move forward and God can be limitless in what he wants to give me. Because I'm depending on the past to guide me and it won't be able to. But when I sit in the present, I'm able to say, all right, this is what I want. God, I'm, I'm giving this to you. This is what I desire. This is what I see for myself. This is what I see for my family. This is what I see for my business. This is what I see for my friendships. This is what I see for my relationship. This is what I see for my family right now that I have. And as you lift that up, it causes you to feel empowered to actually move forward. And looking back at the past wasn't even necessary for that to take place. We need to look back. Yes, but only when we forget something we're supposed to remember. Everything else is a distraction. Everything else will discourage you. Everything else is removed. If you're thinking about old sins and patterns that you had, God didn't forget and moved on. You didn't pray about it. He didn't forgave you. You didn't confess your sin to a friend, whoever. They're like, girl, I'm going to hold you accountable. And God said, okay, cool. We got a plan in place. You got some accountability. You didn't talk to me about it. We good. We straight. Love you. And he didn't moved on. And you're still sitting there thinking about the things that you've done, the things that you've said, the places that you used to go. And God's like, we're good. I don't remember that. And I don't want you to remember. I want you to remember Jesus and he didn't handle that for you. So because of that, you don't have to think about the past. You don't have to think about those moments. We've moved on. And when you look back at what you've done, void of what God has done in spite of, it can cause you to be salty towards yourself. And you that's, that's the worst thing when you take your own power away. When God has told us, we can sit in the joy and the freeness of everything that he gives us. So the power tool, again, is to evaluate where your gaze is. If your gaze is too far in the future, you're going to be stressed out, likely. You're going to be overwhelmed, likely. You're going to be discouraged, likely. If you're too far in the past, it'll confuse you. You'll be trying to add things up. You'll be living in a fantasy of wishing things went a different way, even though what happened has already panned out. But if your gaze is on right now, if it's on today, if it's on the moments that are unfolding before your very eyes, you will be able to see just how limitless you are. And your voice, your prayers, your praise will be able to unlock some things for your future that you couldn't even imagine. But you want to remove the muzzle of the past off of your mouth. So I love you. I hope that this has been helpful. If so, be sure that you share the podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend, okay? And you can also leave a review for the show. Reviews help us to get a higher ranking on all of the podcast platforms and spread the message of owning your power. Again, if you haven't already, be sure that you subscribe to the pros and praise pages newsletter. I am working on some things. I know I keep saying it, but it's for real. <laughs> and I want to be sure that you have all the tea, one I spill it, and you can take advantage of what's to come for the brand. And be sure that you kick it with me each and every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern for our prayer cause. I love you. Remember to profess your power and there's power in pros. Bye.